Okay, so I was feeling called to talk about this. I made a post, like, I think this was like a week and a half ago at this point where somebody, I had seen something on, I don't know if it was Instagram, Facebook, whatever, where somebody was talking about the fact that, you know, I have a coach, I invest in coaching, but I basically coach myself through my issues. And I just feel like this is, there's so many issues around this. And I know that it's become such a popular thing that I just felt like I couldn't help myself, but to want to talk to you about it. And so I want to say this first. I hate when I say it's like this is a trend because I feel like that's giving it too much credit. Like this is not a new thing. You know, this has been something that coaches do for a long time. Again, this, you know, not my first rodeo. I've been around and I've been doing this for quite a while now. And so it's something that I have definitely experienced, heard from people, but I feel like it's becoming like more and more popular or more and more popular to, I guess, brag about it. And so the first thing that I want to say is that I remember years ago, I was in a mastermind and the coach that I was working with at the time, you know, she would always talk about the fact that, you know, you guys have one-on-one calls, but nobody ever books their calls. Nobody ever does this. Nobody ever does that. And I remember personally thinking again, like, oh, okay, that's what everybody does. Nobody needs the calls. I'm not going to be the person to book the calls, but it wasn't a situation where like I wouldn't book them if I wanted to, like if I wanted to, and I felt like I really needed support, I absolutely would book them. But I remember a friend of mine was in the mastermind and it was a situation where she never booked our calls and was perfectly fine admitting to me when we were talking about it that I want to book them, but I don't book them because I feel like the odd person out. I feel weird. Nobody else is booking them. I'm not going to be the person who is needy, whatever, so on and so forth. And I'm just highlighting that experience because when you as a coach are setting the tone that people should be investing in me, people should be working with me, but it's abnormal to actually expect to be coached by me. I don't want to say that it's always done with the intention of being manipulative and done with the intention of getting people to not, again, use what it is that they paid for. While at the same time, I think we'd all be incorrect to say that it's never done with that intention. And so the thing that I want to say is that we've all been there, right? We've all been there when we've had a needy client, when we've had somebody, the way that I often describe it is I've had clients, and and this hasn't happened for a really long time for the record, but I have had clients where it almost feels as though they hire me and they're drowning. And every single conversation with me is like the only breath of fresh air or air period that they have. I remember there were clients who, you know, maybe they would voxer me and I would voxer them back like a few hours later. And as soon as I start voxering them, they're already listening to it and they're already responding to me before I've even finished my message. And to me, that's a place that for all of us, I think that it's very important that we all avoid. It's the whole, you know, drink before you're thirsty, right? proactively seek support versus being in this situation where you don't get support until you are desperate for it and and like feeling like you have to put the weight of everything onto somebody else and again you're you're in that kind of place where it feels like you can't breathe you're drowning and you need somebody else to be your life support to be your safety raft that's not that's not healthy that's not a healthy thing a coach is not supposed to be somebody who is there for you 24 hours a day a coach is not somebody who's supposed to be there for you to support you you know 
again, seven days a week, any of those kind of things. I, you know, I do my best to keep my boundaries very clear in the sense of, you know, I answer things Monday through Friday. I check in this amount of times. I like to set those proper expectations for clients because again, I don't think it's healthy for anybody to expect me or to expect you to be in a situation where you are answering 24 hours a day, where you don't have your own weekends, where you don't have a life outside of coaching somebody just because you were paid for it. That's again, that is not healthy. However, this, again, this trend, this trend of almost shaming people for using what they're investing in is equally unhealthy. It's equally unhealthy. Now, one thing I want to say about this too is that I feel like, and I'm making a lot of general statements here, like anything that I'm saying doesn't apply to every single person, of course, right? While at the same time, as a general rule, it feels like a lot of the people that are talking about this are people who are, you know, talking a lot about how much money they make, so on and so forth. And it could almost be a situation where I think sometimes from the outside, it can be this like popular girl vibe. And it's like this wanting to pay for proximity, wanting to pay to be inside of a circle. It's like a sorority wanting to be a wanting to pay to be like attached to the person who's making a lot of money. And again, that in and of itself, I find so often that hiring decision investing decision, that's not being made from a healthy place. Because I just want to say for all of you, do not fucking hire somebody based on the money that they're making. That's it. Do not hire somebody solely for that reason. Hire somebody because you've watched their content, because you've listened to what they have to say, because you resonate with the way that they live their life, you resonate with the way that they give advice, so on and so forth. If you are just hiring people because of the numbers that they're flashing on social media, that feels like in and of itself, it's not a decision that is made from the healthiest place. And I think that is then conducive to this cycle of then I have to play by their rules. I have to be cool too, so that I can be in this circle, so that I can rise up, so on and so forth. And you wind up abandoning yourself by, again, not actually utilizing what you're investing in. And I'm going to be a little all over the place here because like, I feel like I have so many things to say, but if I'm talking about myself, right, or if we're talking about the whole proximity thing, like pay to be close to somebody else, pay for the proximity, it's not that there's not validity to that. There, Like there is, and I understand why you want to surround yourself by people who are rising, balanced out with, for me personally, I don't want you to hire me because I coach with somebody else. I want you to hire me because I'm fucking good. And because you have, again, resonated with my content, so on and so forth. That's why I want you to hire me, not only because that's going to make my life a lot fucking easier, but also because I want you making, again, healthy decisions. I want you making healthy decisions and using your money in a way that feels like you're honoring it versus, again, just kind of like throwing money at a problem, quote unquote, as this like belief that you're going to rise up and make more money because of it, right? And I used to really like frown upon or I used to really disagree with the whole concept of the coaching space is like this big MLM at this point. And I I do think that's an invalid argument when it's coming from certain sources and, you know, people who are criticizing it from the outside who have never experienced any of it. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily a valid thing to say. Balanced out with, I do feel like, again, I'm going to say it again. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time. 
the online business coaching space now compared to what it looked like to, in 2015 when I started, it's, I don't even want to say that it's very different, but it's of course a lot bigger. There are a lot more people doing a lot of the same things. I'm not ignorant to the fact that I'm not the only one selling you programs the way that I'm selling them. Like I'm, I'm, I'd be lying to myself to act like I'm not the, to act like I'm the only one doing that. It has exploded and there are a lot more coaches saying a lot of more of the same things, so on and so forth than there were years ago. But this, I, I feel like it's taken this new route of, I'm going, I, this is, this is this top person and I'm going to hire the person underneath them because I can't afford this person. And then everybody that trickles down is like, again, this extension of the coach at the top, quote unquote. And I just want you to, I don't know. I just want you like, if you are feeling that way, if you are envious, if you are feeling like that's the thing you have to strive towards, I just want you to recognize that decision or that thought process or that feeling that is not a healthy place to come from. That is not a healthy place to come from when we are talking about coaching because it's one thing to be a good coach because you're making a lot of money. It's another thing to be a good coach because you're actually a good fucking coach because you hold space for your people because you care. Those are two very different things. And the coach that I don't have a relationship with anymore, but for other reasons, but the coach that has impacted me the most positively in terms of our coaching together, in terms of actually working together one-on-one and her knowing all of, you know, the skeletons in my closet and her supporting me in terms of really deep things, that person was not making anywhere near the amount of money that I was making, significantly less money than I was making when I hired her. And she had the most, again, profound and powerful impact on me that I've ever experienced with anything. I felt like she was more nurturing to me and more helpful to me than my own mother, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. It was a very profound experience for me. And it has nothing to do, it had nothing to do with the amount of money that she was making. That's not why I hired her. And so, I just, again, I know that it can be very easy to get swept into this world of, you know, this person's just making this amount of money and, you know, I've got to get into this circle or this is the shiny object. And not that I haven't fallen into it, I have, but I want you to just really embrace the fact that coaching, what coaching actually is, you actually investing in a coach, that is supposed to be a relationship in which somebody is holding space for you. That is a situation where somebody knows your business, actually knows what you're going through, knows your patterns, understands what you're feeling and why you're feeling it and leads you and guides you to the answers. And of course, there's strategy help and so on and so forth. But this idea that I'm going to spend a large amount of money and it is uncool for me to actually use the service that I'm paying for, it's asinine. It's ridiculous. And more than that, what I want you to understand here is that like, it's not cool. It's not cool. I'm somebody, and this is one of the bigger points that I wanted to make here, is that I am somebody who, you know, I feel like I've been very open and honest with you about my journey and, you know, my just healing and things like that, right? I am somebody who, I mean, I'm still a far off way from where I want to go in terms of not having walls up and not having defenses and being vulnerable, so on and so forth. I've come so far, but I used to be way, way, way more guarded, way more in this masculine energy of I can figure everything out myself. I don't need anybody else. I don't want to talk to a coach 
and, you know, admit weaknesses, admit things that I'm struggling with. I don't want to bother them. I don't want to be needy. I can handle this myself. Again, Sarah, you're smart enough. You can figure this out. I used to absolutely be in that place. And again, I'm, I'm always working on this. Always, always, always working on this. But you having a coach, again, that you're investing in and somebody who is hopefully smarter or more in tune with certain things than you are, that's why you're hiring this person in the first place. If I'm having a moment where I'm struggling or if I'm having a moment where I'm going through my emotions or, you know, whatever, feeling a certain way or anxious, so on and so forth. If I'm having a moment like that, it is not something to brag about that I'm not using the coaching that I invested in and that I'm spinning my wheels on my own. That's not, that's not impressive. That's a trauma response. That's not a healthy thing to do. I watched this TikTok uh, the other day that it was like this therapist and he was saying like, oh, telling my clients the reason that they isolate when they're stressed is because they had to solve all their problems on their own when they were a little kid. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. That was 1 million percent me. And so again, I had a lot of pride in that for a long time. But now I have so much more pride in when I can be open and vulnerable and seek support and help, especially, especially, especially when it is from a source that I am heavily investing in, right? Again, that is more impressive. That is more something to, again, brag about, in my opinion. Yes, being overly reliant, being overly independent. Again, those things are trauma responses. They're not something that is like this flex to brag about. And so I'm saying this, again, for everybody across the board, because if you're in a situation where you are feeling like you can't get coaching from the coach that you hired, let's investigate what's going on there and figure out what, what needs to change, what needs to shift so that you feel adequately supported for what it is that you invested in. And if you are somebody who feels like you're that person right now who is not seeking support and it's something to brag about, I just want to encourage you to look at where you might be shouldering way too fucking much and you might be like maybe you feel like a burden and maybe that's something that you again learned in childhood. There's lots of different reasons and I'm not pretending to be an expert on any of that. But what I want you to know is that you actually deserve support and you deserve to have that investment that you've made work for you, right? And again, there's there's nothing embarrassing or wrong or off about that. And you know, the other thing that I would just want to say quickly is that I feel like in this online space, it's become, you know, this very cool, quote unquote, thing to invest as much as possible, to brag as much as possible about how much money you spent on a coach, all of those kind of things. And I, you know, as I'm saying all of this, I don't want to pretend that I've never been guilty of these things because because I probably have spoken about it. But when I see some of these astronomical numbers being spent on coaching, you know, every, everyone gets to do what they want to do, right? If somebody invests an insane amount of money, whatever we call insane, if somebody wants to invest a ton of money in coaching and they've done it willingly, that's, it's not my job to criticize that. Like you, you do you, I invest my money how I want, you invest your money how you want. Everybody gets to do what they want and it's, it's, it shouldn't be necessarily open to criticism or if you're sharing it, it's open to criticism, but it's not necessarily like right or wrong, right? Like everybody gets to choose what they want to do. But my point is, is that I have clients who have just invested in their second homes, who have invested in, you know, product lines, who have invested in, God, 
so many other things, right, as means of building their wealth. And to me, that's really fucking impressive. And that's that next level of, again, wealth. And, and I'm not pretending that I'm completely there, but it's that next level of wealth that is, to me, the thing to aspire to versus feeling like I have to just keep spending more and more on coaching. That's crazy. That's wild. And I feel like we could probably all agree that if that is the thing that keeps happening, where again, the stakes are keep are continuing to be raised and somebody is like spending more and more money on coaching and it's, again, it feels like this flex, it feels like this brag thing to brag about. It's not that that's necessarily wrong, but that's where we, I feel like, enter into MLM territory. That's where it feels like let's all keep, not that I think these conversations are necessarily being had, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but it's like this thing of like, let's all just keep raising our rates and raising the standards and having it go up and up and up so the person spends, like the person below me, quote unquote, spends, you know, even more and like it keeps trickling down. It just feels icky. And it feels like, again, it's, I'll say it again, it's that investment and that decision is often coming from a very unhealthy place. And, you know, again, everybody gets to do what they want to do. And everyone's entitled to have opinions on all of this. But I wanted to have this conversation just as a means of reminding you that you owe it to yourself to make investing decisions that come from a really, again, healthy, healed place where you're not like, I'm not good enough and I have to keep investing in the person that's above me and I'm putting everybody else above me instead of being able to see that I'm actually a fucking leader here and I'm I'm somebody who, I'm not somebody who is going to go coach seeking and coach hopping and going to the next person, you know, so on and so forth because I'm not enough as it is. You're invested, like right now I do not have, do I have a coach? I'm trying to think about it. No, I don't have a coach right now. I had a somatic coach for a little while. Um, and I've worked with, I've had, a, I've had a love coach for a little while. Right now I am coachless. And I imagine that I will hire a coach the next time I really resonate with somebody's information, their voice, whatever. Right now I feel like I've been, it's for the past few months, I guess almost, almost the past year, since I left, whatever, I left this mastermind and then I worked with a somatic coach for a while. But like for a while now, I have been pretty independent in terms of being coached in my business. And again, that's the right decision sometimes. It's not the right decision sometimes. But for me, it has allowed me to step into this place where I feel like I'm embodying and I'm utilizing all of the knowledge that I've gotten over the years and that's not from a place of I can figure it all out on my own. It's more this vibe of like, I don't want to treat coaching like it's this crutch and that it's a situation where I'm not safe on my own, right? But it's not me coming from this place of like, I have to figure everything out on my own. It's more of this vibe of like, I know this already and I'm good and I trust myself without having to overanalyze or freak out when I'm having a moment where I'm struggling. I hope I hope you feel the difference there. And I'm the first to admit that the moment that I go back to struggling, if that ever happens, I'm going to have a coach. I'm going to hire a coach because investing in a coach to see the things that you're not seeing is one of the most valuable investments you can possibly make, but not if you're not using it. Not if you're not actually 
honoring your investment. And, you know, just to say this too, I, I talk about this often, but I feel like there's this illusion that many of us have that when we get to the certain income point, right, when we make a million dollars, when we have 10, hit 10K months, whatever the number is for you, then it's like we're not going to care about money. We're going to feel secure with money. We're going to have freedom with money. I'm going to be this kind of person. And in my experience, that never happens, right? Because all of us are ambitious human beings. And as soon as we hit one goal, you know, we're on to the next thing, right? And so it's a situation where a lot of people have this kind of like thought process around when I get to this certain level, that's when I'm just going to like spend recklessly, not recklessly, but like nobody's thinking it in, in you know, nobody's thinking that in those terms in, as like a goal, but thinking about it where like I can spend money however I want to. And I just want to remind you that like, I remember I said one this one time to a client, she was like, oh God, I can't wait till I get to the point where I can just like throw money out the window and I don't care about it. And I was like, do you think that's what rich people do? Because I'm pretty sure rich people like honor their money. Like me throwing out, I used the example the other day on a coaching call, like me having four rotten cucumbers in my refrigerator and throwing them out, like that pisses me off. Not because I can't afford it, because that feels wasteful. That feels like me not honoring my money. That feels like me, I could go outside. I live in LA. There's plenty of people who would take the cucumbers. Like that feels wasteful. Like that's not cool to me to just throw money out the window, quote unquote. And so I'm saying that it that way because it's cool to honor your money. And it doesn't matter what level you are at in terms of how much you're making. That is a, a core principle that you should abide by from, from this day forward right? Whether you are a billionaire or whether you have nothing, honor your money, spend things on, spend money on things that you actually desire and that you're actually going to utilize. Otherwise it's reckless. Otherwise it's wasteful. And again, I don't see the, this trend of not using what you've invested in as cool. I just think it's, again, I think it's a little bit reckless. I think it's unhealthy. And I think it's ultimately, I don't think everybody does it from a manipulative place, but I do think it is a little bit manipulative. And I'm not saying this about me as much as I'm trying to give you context or like something to compare it to. But if you hire me, I want to fucking coach you. If you, and that's probably me having issues with receiving, where like, I don't want you to pay me and me not do any work, right? But like, if you hire me, I want to coach you. Do I want to talk to you 24 hours a day? Absolutely fucking not. No, I don't want to be your life raft, but I want to hold space for you and I want to support you because I like what I do and I'm good at what I do. And I want you again to honor your money and get what it is that you invested in. And I, I just believe, again, that's not about me as much as it's me speaking to what I believe should be true across the board. And I don't know, I just want to encourage you, like I said, if you are somebody who is feeling that way as somebody who is being coached right now and feels like you can't reach out to your coach, or if you're somebody who is, again, attempting to take it all on the chin yourself, I just want you to examine where that is, like what's going on here and how unhealthy that dynamic might be, and hopefully for you to make some changes and adjust accordingly. Um, so yeah, I'll talk to you soon. And go buy Show Up and Blow if you don't have it. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you took the time to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps the show a ton, and I would be super grateful. 